Hey hoes, welcome back for another episode of Hoology Podcast. This is your host, Destiny. Today's episode is going to be very special. I am going to be joined by a very special guest, and we are going to be talking about intentional intimacy. So I would like to introduce Crystal. Crystal, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm Crystal A.E. Doe, creator and founder of The Sex Planner. The Sex Planner is a luxury niche planner designed to help couples prioritize their love life. Um, trying to be more simple, it's like your traditional planner, except it's sex focused. I love that. I love that. I feel like, first of all, this is so needed. Like, People think that, you know, you're in a relationship or you're married or whatever. And like sex is just, it just comes like it's natural, but sometimes it's not. And sometimes you need new ideas and sometimes you need inspiration. So how, I guess, did you come to this idea of like, let me create a sex planner itself? Yes. So that is the narrative that kind of want to change that it's like it's okay to plan out your intimacy um when you go to marriage uh, therapists couple therapists they all recommend it and that was kind of my journey how i decided to do this planner just being in counseling and then research that i did so many um sex therapists recommend scheduling out your date nights scheduling out um sex scheduling and scheduling. And when I went to the market, I seen all these planners for like fitness focus or, or business focus planner or pursue your passions, but it was nothing to pursue your love and sex goals. So that's why yeah. I created it. And coming back to that change in the, the dynamic, this whole, as I uh, promote the planner and discuss it, that's kind of like the mindset that comes up. People are fearful or they think it's too robotic or they think that there's issues when you have to map out your love life. But I, I view it the same as if you have fitness goals, you're mapping that out. If you have right. fitness goals, you're mapping that out. So there's nothing wrong with um, planning your love life. It shows that you're intentional, you're, you're focused, and that's something that you're dedicated to for both yourself and your partner. I agree. I think that, you know, people forget that life happens, you know? So you have these, like, you have this goal of what sex should be, and then you have life, and life will humble <laughs> you real quick. So, right. <laughs> no, I think life will just, you know, it doesn't present as many opportunities as you would think that it would or should. So I think being intentional with your intimacy in whatever form that they may be is needed. Right. So. I just, I think it's not prioritized as much. Um, I agree. Yeah, we like so, like media kind of tends to tell us that sex should be spontaneous. It should happen on a whim. You should just like be able to do it. But you know, like when you're younger, you don't have as many responsibilities. <laughs> as you get older, you do. Like you have work, you have kids, and especially for women, it's so easy to put intimacy on the back burner um, as we prioritize everything else except our pleasure. Yeah. And the, the focus of the planner is to to pride, like don't leave that. Like as life get messy, still your intimacy and your pleasure is part of your life. So it should yeah. be equally as important as fitness meetings, as little Timmy soccer game, as your spouse <laughs> work event. It should be equally as important 
as that being pleasured yourself and also pleasuring your partner? I think it's tough though. Like I can say that, yes, you should prioritize intimacy, but it can be tough with that like accountability aspect where you're just saying like, you know, Oh, like it'll happen. Oh, like, you know, I'm not thinking about it right now because like you said, for women, it's different for us. I feel like it's mental. So Mm -hmm. I can't think about sex if I'm thinking about, oh, the dishes aren't done downstairs. Oh, the kids got to go to school. Like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the kids. I'm thinking about school. I'm thinking about the dishes. Like, so I think women in a sense have to have like some accountability and say, dang, I didn't prioritize my intimacy with my partner. I didn't, you know, put put my own intimacy first. I prioritize X, Y, and Z and put myself last. And part of part of putting yourself last is putting that intimacy last, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I will add to I will add to um, yeah, we take on the bulk of like household responsibilities. A lot of women are like bread women, they are like they're juggling multiple things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also add as a factor into that um, guilt and shame that <laughs> women kind of like place on ourselves and we also do. society. Yeah. Also society plays on us too. Um, and you got to think historically, um, historically we weren't even really allowed to like have intimacy or, or have our own pleasure. We didn't have the autonomy of having our own pleasure. Our bodies were used for making babies, food for the babies and men's pleasure. And it's just like this modern philosophy now, or, or since the since birth control came on the scene, where women can now take ownership of their own sexuality, their own pleasure. And we're right. still kind of getting used to that. <laughs> like, I think as yeah. we pull away from that old thought process, it becomes very taboo. And there's a guilt and shame associated with saying that, like, I want pleasure too. Like, I want to um, be pleased in the bedroom. I want to show up. And that that's kind of like it's easy for us to put that to the side because we feel guilty like we feel shame and guilty by saying like hey i want to be pleased and i think it's as important as everything else that i have going on yeah so i guess is part of that mindset what led to the creation of this journal yes it is um just me being like relying a lot on planners coordinate like I said everything else <laughs> that we do um but I, I wanted to keep like stay focused um uh, it contributes to a lot like create the creativity getting out of the mundane stuff so sometimes we become bored so yeah. in a planner that's why I have certain things um have like intimacy questions to ask your partner creative date ideas then weekly a new position to try weekly um also, sex holidays because there, yes. holi- yeah, there are a lot of fun holidays we don't even know about, like, um, like compliment day or hugging yeah. day. Some men know about the steak and blowjob day, <laughs> but like, don't wear panties day. So I thought those were really fun. And the busy aspect of it to address that is like where to do a quickie section. So I, I list out all these different places each month where you can sneak in, like get it in if you're shot on time. Yeah. I love that. First of all, I love that it's real because you, you said something earlier and it kind of just resonated with how in movies and TV, it's like 
they have this idea of like the spontaneity is so common. Like, oh, you know, you, you come home from work and you're just oh, right then and there. And like, that's not how it is. Or you, you know, you've had a long day and all of a sudden, oh, there's your perfect person. And it's just, it's just instant. And it's like, that's not how it is. So I think that with this idea of like perfect sex, it puts pressure on regular mm-hmm. people because they're like, well, it was in the movie. So maybe that's what it's supposed to be like. But really, like, you have to make it work for you and your partner or right. just you, you know? You hear those, like, birds chirping in the background and the, the <laughs> flute playing. <laughs> and it's just this lovely thing. Right. Right, definitely. And also for lo- the longevity of relationships, too. Um, I've I seen this, like, meme of J. Cole kind of uh, addressing this, too. And, like, initially he states that, when you found your perfect person, it is beautiful. You're in this like lovey-dovey state where you're all over each other. But then like we grasp or we seem to think that we always going to stay in that moment. We always right. going to be in this honeymoon phase of your relationship and it's going to be like that forever. But no, as the years go by, you change as a person. You have added things on your plate. So yeah. like you're not the same person you are at 35 that you were at 25 are 45 that you were at 35 so you you change as a person and that takes in order to like keep that longevity and love alive that takes intentionality and like in that meme i love you so much because he asked like how many dates did this person have to go on how many love notes that they have to write he's like how many times did they have to learn to fall back in love with their person and to stay in love and like in real life that takes effort It does. It does. I know like for myself and my husband, it like the intentional side of it was something that neither of us considered. Like you have to choose to like make the effort to, like you said, write love notes or ask your partner, are they still interested in X, Y, and Z? And, you know, maybe a year ago you wanted to do monogamy, but now you're like, well, I'm kind of curious about, you know, ethical non-monogamy. Like it, but having those conversations and like having that honesty is so important in relationships. But I think the foundation of it all is to just be intentional about it. Yes, yes, definitely. And we um, like going to counsel things. It's so easy to say, oh, I'm going to do it. Or, you know, it's something I was getting around to or, you know, it's going to happen when it happens. But when you, the planner aspect of it is when you write certain things down, it becomes more actionable. You are more likely to do it when you have it right, like when you have it written down. And Mm -hmm. it does hold yourself accountable, like hold yourself accountable. On this date, I have a date planned. On this date, I have the body's freaky underwear because it's something I I think I want to (laughs) do next week. Yeah. Yeah, I think too. So like my husband and I are in um, like marriage counseling because we wanted to be sure that no matter what our communication was like it. So even if I may say something and he may not understand it in our therapy session, our therapist can break it down for both of us to understand. But I think, well, if you hear that you have to schedule sex, you may think like negatively about that, but it could actually work out in both of your favors because you don't have to think about it. He don't have to think about it. You know, you're both coming to the table and saying, like, I'm choosing to do this. Right. It's planned out. And that's a, the framework, like the, the, the thought process of applying mm-hmm. 
it to your love life because we do it in so many other things. So yes, like when, yeah. you have a, when you have a business goal, we map out object, like what do we want to achieve our, our mission statement and things like that. But people have a hard time kind of applying that to, the, to their love life. Like, yes. okay, as we, as we're, as this union, these are the things I want to accomplish or these are the needs that I need met. Like if you are a quality time person, how much time? I need X amount of time each week. How are you going to fit that in? Yeah. And another thing I think too is like people, when you're having conversations about needs and relationships, people forget sex and sexuality. And it's <laughs> kind of just one of those things where I like to say when you go and have sex for with someone for the first time, people treat your body like the last body. Like people don't have conversations about what do you like? What don't you like? Mm -hmm. You know, because people are afraid to hurt others feelings or to give constructive criticism. But when you're not having those conversations, nobody, nobody is getting pleased. (laughs) Yeah. People, I, I feel like people are afraid to say what they do and don't like out of fear of like rejection. You know what I mean? Like, or feeling Mm -hmm. embarrassed. So Mm -hmm. I think that having like a strong foundation, because I feel like your workbook could be not even just for couples. It can be for yourself. Like obviously the positions, you're going to need a new person, but for most of it, you can discover new things about yourself that you like or things that you're interested in trying. And yeah, go from there. Definitely. So the sex planner is just a start. (laughs) The sex planner is just a start. Mm -hmm. I have multiple versions coming out. Um, I already have the solo acts, our self-love planner written, and it's in production right now. So hopefully I'll, it'll be out in the next few months. But that's all about solo love, both physically and mental, mentally addressing the aspects of um, you all around. People get stuck on the title, the sex planner, or the sex part of the sex planner. Yeah. But sex is, is really intimacy. Right. And people gotta understand that sex is just the physical part the intimacy is incorporates everything is incorporates emotionally how you feel the things that you do for one another the, the conversations so the, right. the planner does facilitate not just the sex with positions but a, a whole host of things it has a play to the senses section section where it teaches you how or give you suggestions on how to set the mood and it's something for each sense, something to look at, something to smell, something to talk about, how to touch your partner, like if there's any new touches you want to incorporate. So it's whole body. Mentally, the intimate questions part of it, and then, you know, the date night and things like that. And also reflection. What did I like? What did I didn't like? What surprised me <laughs> this month on yeah. uh, some things yeah. that I did? So, yeah. The sex part is great. The physical part is great, but it really incorporates all aspects of intimacy. I think that's like an important distinction to make too. I didn't really understand like that intimacy was more than sex until I met my partner. And I was just like, oh, because you hear intimacy, you think sex. But when you're like more educated and you're more grounded in what you feel, you know, as far as like the entire picture of what sex and different types of sex is and are, 
-hmm. you're like, oh, intimacy is so much more. It's the conversation. It's the buildup. It's, it is the physical act. It's the aftercare. It's like everything in between, like intimacy is so important. And like it, I think too, it's important to acknowledge that like intimacy doesn't just occur after like these perfect situations that intimacy can occur after trauma, after like infidelity, after mm -hmm. any type of situation. So I feel like speaking from personal experience that this situation such as yours, where you're creating this like guidebook of like, let's, you know, basically start from the foundation of it. It can be that healing element of, you know, we might've experienced infidelity or we might've experienced a distrust or, you know, trauma, we can still rebuild, you know? Yes. Yes. That's so true. They're so true uh, with all the different levels of intimacy. Also yeah. like it, intimacy is, is so personal. It's so it personal to you. It's so personal to your partner or partners in the relationship that you guys have. So it's, it's also like important not to view one person's relationship and try to have those things apply yeah. to this <laughs> to this relationship. Yeah. Um, it also, you need to acknowledge how you change throughout the years or change per, like you're not the same person in each relationship either. You yeah. become different as a reaction to who you're partnered with. So the, in, like the intimacy part, really discovering what it means to yourself and what it means to your partner is important to to go ahead and address those things and really like dive deep. Um, a huge thing with diving deep and being candid and having raw, those broad conversations too is building a safe space for a person to be able to do that. That's yeah. a big part of the foundation because if you don't feel safe, you feel like you're gonna be judged or criticized you're not going to share. You're not going to be vulnerable. So you're not getting, you're not having honest conversations when you have those walls up. And also if a, a person wants that, it's their responsibility to kind of help you build, like help, help you take down those walls too. Yeah, I agree. So I, do you feel like this planner essentially like opens up that world for people? It does indeed. Yeah. <laughs> it does indeed. <laughs> In a lot I'm like, ha that's what it does. <laughs> the perfect grading for it. <laughs> yeah. It does. Um, it does. Uh, all the different features of it kind of helps facilitate those conversations. Um, whether it's just like a, a celebratory, hey, let's celebrate this day, particular day, or we dive in deep into these questions. The place to the senses part really like help you set the mood where you're in a comfortable, relaxed environment yeah. yeah comfortable relaxed environment where you can have those facilitate those conversations yeah i know for me like i struggle with turning my brain off sometimes like i struggle with just like not thinking about the 10 million other things that are going on like i got work going on i got friendship stuff i gotta deal with i got who the hell knows but it is a struggle sometimes to just turn your brain off and be present and like i feel like with being intentional in your intimacy, being present is, is all you need, you know? Like mm -hmm. sometimes you just need to be there to see that like, okay, this person wants me. I want mm -hmm. this, like, you know, or, or whatever, even if it's solo, like I deserve this, you know? Yes, I deserve it. 
Yeah. And also it's all about environment. Sometimes you're not able to be in person with yes. your person. <laughs> there's still means because of technology, there's still means to still make that person feel important and feel mm -hmm. safe. Um, just to or just to let them know that you're thinking about them. Sometimes that's just like yeah. oh, I got this little spicy text throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. Just I know just knowing that like I'm on your mind or yeah. okay, I know um I know she doesn't feel like cooking, sending some sending some takeout, like ordering some Uber Eats or things like that. So it's yeah. so many ways that you can still be present without physically being there. Um right. yeah, I know um I know some people like have a hard time with grass. Like, well, I'm not in person or I'm not there, but it's still things that you can do to show yeah. that your person Show your person that you still care about them, you know, even yeah. if it's something as simple as a, a compliment on the through via text message. Right. I think it makes honestly like it's all the difference in the world. Like it's just the fact that you were intentional. Like the the word of the day is intentional because yeah. <laughs> it's like knowing that you care, knowing that you took time to text me that you were thinking about me, and it matters. You know, more so than trying to be flirty or being physical about it. Like the buildup, I feel like for most women, the buildup is more important than the actual act because you yes. feel that the effort was there, you know? Yes, the effort. Yeah, we love effort. Like just try. <laughs> just try. Right. Just try. But mm -hmm. I, I really love that. So were you in a relationship when you created this planner or were you single and saw like a need for it? Because there I is was, a need. Yes, there is a need. Yes, I was in a relationship, started doing marriage counseling and, and therapy, and also did a lot of research on my own about, you know, what, what's needed to keep communication there and what's needed to kind of like keep the spice. And that was something that was constantly brought up. It's like schedule sex, schedule date night. Okay, it was like how to do that. It's like, well, I have a goal of I want more sex. I want more communication. Where's the planner for that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that just kind of like generated my my thoughts. And I, I just thought about what all should be in it and what should it entail. Um, I got so involved with it. Actually, now I'm pursuing a, a degree, <laughs> um, a, a graduate degree. Um, I, I'm at Widen University studying human sexuality. And I'm also enrolled mm -hmm. in sex tech school because I, I like, like I said, I, I want to grow this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I want to grow this as much as possible. I have the different versions that are coming out, but I, I would like to you know, build an app for it and, and digitize it. I want to make it more conducive to how we live our life and just to help facilitate those relationships. Because it is foundation. It's the foundation for yeah, it families. It's the foundation for support, supporting each other, like and help you pursuing higher dreams when you're sexually satisfied and your partner is satisfied as well. Yeah, I think especially in this industry that having that element of like realism is absolutely needed um, because, you know, you're exposed to like porn stars and you're exposed to just like just sex workers in general. And it can make you feel like, damn, am I not doing enough? Like, am I am I doing too much? Like, but you really like you said, you don't need to compare yourself to anyone else. You need to be. Mm -hmm present and aware of what's going on in your current environment. Um, and I, I really love that for you. And I hope nothing but success for you. Thank um, 
So ha- question then, have you considered going to any of like the sexuality conferences that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> like I was the sex down south. Several of the girls that were in school with, with me, they were like, oh, I was supposed to go there too. So one thing about the planner too, I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but I really wanted to make it BIPOC focused. And I did see that. that. I did, yeah. So a lot of the images are, you know, displays people of color because I just think like how people are always kind of like last minute to get to get into this like trends where they know everything, where they got the (laughs) yeah, we're we're so reluctant toward having that very common like that that conversation about something that's so natural so common and so needed and i think we just need to break those change and and free ourselves and like really like (laughs) be comfortable talking about it um talk talk about it with your girlfriends just talk about it like address the issues you have with yourself um people just don't realize the effects there are some like effects and real health issues that can come from not addressing your sex life, you know? Yeah. I think literally in my in my personal friend group, I find any reason to talk about sex. But it can get discouraging when you you feel like like you're in a just a tough spot, I guess. And then you have other friends that are like, oh, I'm having sex every single day. And you're like, damn, <laughs> like, am I trash? This this coochie trash? Like, <laughs> and then you have some friends that are like, no, I'm not having sex like that much or I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z. But yeah, I think it's it's always interesting to talk about it with your friend group because the more people are real, the more things can, you know, you can get help or you can yeah. get advice if you want it or if you need it. So Yeah, and it's better to get that realism because we get a lot of, like a lot of people get, well, think they're getting their education from porn because you, you mentioned porn earlier. Yeah. And it's not real. It's right. Like, yes. It's not real. So you have these like false perceptions of what sex is. And I mean, I'll share this just funny story. Um, I shared it in class and people like thought it was hilarious. Like one guy I was intimate with, he like kind of like smacked me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, it was just so funny because it was so out of like his character or whatever. And he's like, well, I, I saw it. The girl didn't react like that, like she did in a movie, like you did. Oh my god! And it's just like it's just hilarious. And I mean, I say that story because I have heard it, like in my studies, just like talking yeah. to people. I have heard it so many times that you know they try these things, but it's not real life, so it don't go the way that they think it's gonna go. Yeah, I feel like people need to just have like a preliminary conversation. And just be like, what are you into? What are you not into? Like, what would you like to try? Okay, mm-hmm. great. Like, and then go from there. So a yes, no, maybe list. Yeah. Yeah. So we my husband actually did one of those, but for like uh I guess you could call it kinks. Um and it's it's extensive, but it, it does help. The yes, no, maybe yeah. list do help. And I actually mm-hmm. learned about it from someone at Sex Down South. So oh Shout yeah. <laughs> um, so one thing I try to do too, I'm, I'm like really cautious of my audience. I really try to keep my audience um, in the forefront when I when I speak and when I write things. And I, I kind of written wrote the sex planner too in a tone for people who just kind of like pushed them a little bit. Um, people who probably were a little bit modest 
are kind of shy about speaking about sex, but I wrote in a tone where they're comfortable or try to make them comfortable and like extend that invitation or give them that permission slip to like explore their sexuality and discover themselves sexually. But because, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, in the in industry, some people would be really intimidating to folks who are, you know, not having been exposed to sexuality yeah. or being so open toward their sexuality. And my, like, my goal is to facilitate the conversation and open the conversation and make people feel comfortable by addressing their needs. So that's why I wrote it in a tone where it's inviting. I try to brand it where it's inviting and it's not too much to like push some people off or, or scare some people away, but they feel like open, like, oh, okay, it is safe. It is okay to talk about these things. Right. It is okay to address these things. Like, especially, like I said, in the BIPOC community too. Yeah, <laughs> it, it can feel very discouraging to be curious about a subject or something that you saw and then not have the confidence to like address it or, you know, ask questions about it because you're like, well, I don't see my people doing this, but so I'm just, I'm going to just leave it alone. But it's like, no, it's it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be curious and to research, you know? Mm -hmm. That representation matters. Like representation matters a lot because if you don't see yourself doing it or see people that look like you doing it, you automatically assume that it's not for me. Like, yeah, I can go do this. I don't see no black people in there. And yeah. In the tones and the messaging that we take in, uh, we like to think that we're like so free, independent thinkers, but we're influenced by a lot of things subconsciously. Right, right. A lot of what we see, a lot of what we hear, we take into we take those messages in subconsciously and we act on it, not knowingly. But represent, like I said, representation matters. That's why the figures in the book are colored, <laughs> so you can like. <laughs> Hey, it is okay for us to talk about these things. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to speak with you and to really bring light to a real, a very real situation because it's, I think that, you know, it's easy to talk about, like I said, porn stars and like all these fun things like sex work, but then to have like a conversation and then have a solution too because you can talk about a problem but like what's the solution the solution is this book (laughs) so where you're being intentional about your intimacy and you're taking time to step back and have some accountability and say maybe I'm not doing what I want to do or maybe I'm not standing up for myself or whatever I'm not exploring even though I'm curious so I really appreciate that and it is much needed. And I'm very excited to see the solo book because <laughs> you know, I actually, I talked about this on another episode that I didn't even masturbate for the first time until I was 21 wow. because up until then I was like, Oh, I don't need to masturbate. I have men, but like, I didn't know that masturbation was like a, a self journey of, you know, mm-hmm. discovering what you like and how right. you like it and mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. So very excited for that. And a nice little stress reliever too. Like <laughs> a stress reliever, put you to sleep, like all of those things. So good stuff. Well, I appreciate being here and having the opportunity to talk about it and spread the word. I love your show. I love what you're doing with it too, as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. I I love bringing any kind of like light or guidance or anything to any part of this 
insane world that we're exposed to. <laughs> I can't wait to hear you speak. Six down south. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We've been getting it to it. <laughs> yeah. I love this conversation. I'm so excited for you and I can't wait to promote you and see what else you do. Yay. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> right.